Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful biblically based messages live down the internet. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live on the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's show, we will be studying the subject, True Recreation. We will be looking at what the Bible teaches. Our guest speaker, is based in West Virginia in the United States of America. Have a pen and paper ready to write down some notes. You'll hear more about our guest after we've had some music. A garden of green with flowering trees Dated with light, it was paradise. Feathered birds of the air and the rivers so fair, all in soft rainbow hues, made it too good to lose. Slow 
but in God's perfect plan, He extended His hand and restored to Him life through the man Jesus Christ. Recreation. We will be studying this subject tonight with Sister Sharon Ziesma. Sister Sharon is a Christian health educator in the areas of natural health, diet and nutrition, hydrotherapy, medicinal herbs and alternative home remedies. She has taught health courses in seven different states in the United States of America and in Germany Hungary, Serbia and England and currently runs the Beehive Lifestyle Centre in Berkeley Springs in America. Let's now call Sister Sharon and see if she's available. Hello. Hello. Sister Sharon, you are live on Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. How are you this evening? I'm doing fine, Brother John. How are you? Yes, I'm fine, by God's grace. Yes, praise the Lord. Yes, and Pastor Jim, how is he? He is doing quite well. Yes, praise the Lord. We're glad to hear so. Well, tonight, Sister Sharon, we will be discussing these questions together. What is recreation? What directions does God give us about recreation? How has sin affected our recreation? What reform is needed with recreation? And how can we practically carry this out? So before we start our discussion this evening, as usual, shall we have a word of prayer, please, together? Our Father in heaven, we are praising you for another opportunity of coming together. And Lord, this is the last one, but we thank you so much for the things that you have shared with our minds so that, Lord, we can um, be able to apply things in our own personal lives. And tonight, dear Lord, I'm asking your presence with us again. We have felt it and we have realized it and we need it again this evening because we don't want to be in the way of what you have to say to us. And we don't want to make these things our own ideas, but we really, Lord, want to hear from you. So we thank you again for hearing us, and we praise your name for being our Father. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Sister Sharon, what is recreation? Well, the term recreation, um, it appears to um, have been used in English first in the late 14th century, first in the sense of refreshment or curing of a sick person. Um, It was derived uh, from the Latin um, regarding again or criare, and it was to create, bring forth, beget. The whole point of recreation is the original Latin word. um, Just a second. I want to make sure that I say that right. Um, It's recreare, and it is um, really... The, the whole part of it is implying to refresh, to mm-hmm. renew. And after a week of being around, you know, behind a desk, you, you might feel worn out and tired. A weekend of recreation does good in bringing us back to life. So uh, we, we need to get out and, and uh, actually spend some time really recreating, being recreated. Not that we create, but being recreated. Um, The um, gives new life to something. You know, it's it's to redo or remake. Uh, We can't help but remember the original creation. Uh, Genesis 1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then you go to Genesis 2, 7, and it says, the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. You go to chapter two, verse uh, one to three, thus the heavens and earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it, he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. Yes. So we go to chapter 20 of Exodus to verses 8 through 11, and I'm going to share those. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. Well, why is all of that? Because verse 11 brings out, for in six days the Lord made, that is, he created or brought forth the heavens and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So we see the Sabbath is a memorial to creation. Yes. So keeping the Sabbath day would be participating in a weekly recreation. Yes. So we remember the definition uh, to recreate or re- recreate means to give new life to something or redo or remake. So the Sabbath is the epitome of, of recreation since yes. it's restorative. So what does it mean in history? Well, the term recreation appears to have been used first 
once again, in the 14th century, uh, it was in the sense of refreshment or curing of a sick person, yeah, fine. you know, bringing them back. And so it was derived um, from that re again, um, create. That's how you pronounce it, create, to create or bring forth or beget. So the question is, let me ask you this, is amusement the same as re recreation or recreation? Um, recreation, when true to its name, recreation tends to strengthen and build up, calling us aside from our ordinary cares, thus it affords or reply, supplies refreshment for mind and body and enables us to return with vigor to the earnest or steady work of life. So amusement on the other hand is sought for the sake of pleasure and is often carried to excess. It absorbs the energies that are required for useful work. Thus, or in this way, it proves a hindrance to life's true success. That's from a book called Education, yes. page 218. Also, doing something fun, uh, you know, it kind of fills you with amusement. You know, it, it, it amuses, it entertains. And anyway, um, you, you get that feeling of being amused. Yeah. Uh, it, it's all amusement bad. You know, I'll give you a couple of examples. Little kittens playing together. That, that, that amuses me. Yes. Wow. Um, a baby staring into its mother's face and it's trying to communicate. And you just picture this, you know, it's trying to coo. And, you know, they just go, ooh, ooh. And, and the yes. hands are filled while they're trying to do it. <laughs> and they're just looking at that mother's face. That's very uh, amusing yes. in that sense. But it's, you can actually benefit from these two examples. You can learn something from them. Um, now, there's a staged amusement, and that staged amusement doesn't have a redeeming value yeah, uh, as right. being beneficial. What do I mean by staged? You know, sports games. Um, there's always the possibility of, of, of terrible injuries, actually. Yes. And, many of them. and then also you have comedies and, and um, movies. Um, what is the meaning of the verb? You know, listen to this. The definition of amusement is an activity that is diverting, that holds no. the attention. So what does divert mean? It means to cause something or someone to change direction. Nice. Diversion, an activity that diverts the mind from tedious or serious concerns and entertaining pastime. Amusement is a diversion. So what comes to your mind? You know, you think of television, theater, sports, many aspects of the Internet even. But could amusement, which is an entertaining pastime, possibly divert our minds from something extremely serious, such as Christ soon coming? Yes. Another interpretation Divert is to deliberately take someone's attention from something by making them think about or notice other things. So divert is deliberate action. And also, it'll take away attention by bringing up new issues and therefore direct 
people's attention. Is the second coming of Christ uh, downplayed so much that the world is unaware of the truth of it anymore? Or, yes. And its, its eminence, the eminence of his return? Have churches lost their focus and gone the way of the world? Uh, do we now favor entertaining pastors, listening to feel-good sermons? Uh, do we now favor entertaining music that That's comes so close to the rhythm and sounds of the world? It's, it's very scary. Yes. Creation and, and recreation come from God. And where does amusement come from? So the meaning of amusement in English, the feeling of being entertained or made to laugh. Ecclesiastes 3, 1, to everything there's a season and there's a time for every purpose under the sun. Yes. A time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. All these things, there's a time, but it's not always necessary, not always um, the the main focus. So recreation benefits your mind and body in a harmonious way. Um, It's going to develop the mental, the physical, while being drawn towards the spiritual. And so in looking at recreation, it is not amusement, but rather a restoration. And it brings us into harmony with our creator. Yes. Amen. Well, Sister Sharon, thank you for that comprehensive answer. Um, Again, I need not add to anything. There's more than enough there for the listeners to focus upon and meditate upon. And um, so now, what directions does God give us about recreation? Well, we have to go to his word. (laughs) And and Mark 6.31 to 34 says, And he said to them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going. They had no leisure, meaning no spare time. Another version says that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. So leisure refers to the free time that people can spend away from their everyday responsibilities in regards to work, domestic tasks, to rest and relax and enjoy life. Um, God expects us to get away where you can spend time that includes contemplating Christ. Yes, Recreation, especially in nature, brings our brains um, to relax and, and stimulates us cognitively, which results in greater productivity later in work. So Matthew eleven twenty eight and 30 says, Come to me, all ye that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Yes. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, spending time in the word of God yes. is a recreation. That's a recreation. The Son of God is truly the source of wisdom and example. So again, God repeats that rest is found in him. Then in Psalms 32, verse 2, 
He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. There's the restoration aspect again. God does all this for us. Ecclesiastes. um, No, not that one. Recreation benefits mind and body in a harmonious way, developing the mental, the physical, while drawing towards the spiritual. I repeat that again. So keep in mind, when you're looking at recreation, it is not amusement, but rather a restoration, thus bringing us into harmony with our creator. So if we look at it this way, then we know that the things that we do cannot block that out. It it should not block our attention from um, our Savior. Um, Luke 8, 14 the seed which fell among the thorns, these are the ones who have heard and they go on their way, but they're choked with the worries, the riches, the pleasures of this world and bring no fruit to maturity. So that's a another decoy, you know, those sort of things uh, to keep us from really reaching our potential with God that recreated uh, being that he's trying to restore us into. Yeah. So those things destroy it. Um, let's see. Um, there, there are many, many scriptures here, and I'm going over some. Um, Proverbs 21, 11, 17, pardon me, says, He who loves pleasure will become a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not become rich. Yeah. And um, we look at that. What is it about pleasure becoming a poor man? You know, you put all your time and your money into those things. And we're going to bring that out a little later under one of the other questions. Um, Isaiah says, woe to those who rise early in the morning. Isaiah 511, that they may pursue strong drink who stay up late in the evening, that wine may inflame them. There are some people that say, well, I find drinking very pleasurable. Um, at first sight, it, it does appear that way. Um, but Proverbs 23, 31 and 32 say, don't gaze at the wine, seeing how red it is, how it sparkles in the cup, how smoothly it goes down. For in the end, it bites like a poisonous snake. It stings like a viper. I remember uh, getting a report back uh, uh, from some of my fellow workers that our boss, this was some years ago, that she really made a fool of herself one night when they all went out and drank and and she was dancing on the table (laughs) in a restaurant, which is crazy. Um. Luke 15, 13 says, and not many days later, the younger son gathered everything together and went on a journey into a distant country. And there he squandered his estate with loose living. We know how this ended up. He ended up in a pig pit, but still his father received him back. Thank God. Uh, If you're found in our own pig pens in life, you know, because of our squandering, our time, our money, our means, whatever, um, we we must go back to the original plan, so to speak. We must go back to God and and his way of how he intended us to live. Um, Anyway, Second Timothy talks about 
um, those lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Uh, James 5 talks about the those that live luxuriously on this earth. And, um, you know, how you fatten your hearts in the day of slaughter. You know, we we tend to get diverted yes. from the real issues. And um, then Amos 6, 1 said, woe to those that are at ease in Zion. That's the church. And to those who feel secure in the mountains of Samaria, it says the distinguished men are the foremost of nations to whom the house of Israel comes. We are not to mimic what we see in the world. Right. You know, how they entertain, how they find their recreation, so to speak, their false recreation. Um, we we can find a, a lot of pleasure and, and good things um, in the things that God approves of. A joyful right. heart, good medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bone, Proverbs 17, 22 says. So right. it's God's purpose to his people. Um, his people, the principles of his kingdom, that in in life and character, they may reveal these principles. He desires to separate from the customs, habits, the practices of the world. He seeks to bring them nearer to himself, that he may make known to them his will, his purpose for his people today. He, He wants to come close to us. He wants us to understand, look, I have plans for you. I have a purpose for you. And in the same, it's the, today it's the same, um, as that, that he had for Israel. He brought them forth from Egypt and, uh, by beholding the goodness and the mercy, the justice, the love of God revealed in his church, the world, is to have a representation of his character. So we must be separate from it yes. in, in order to, to really represent so that others can be drawn. And when the law of God is thus exemplified in the life, even the world will recognize the superiority of those who love and fear. That means to reverence and serve God above every other people in the world. You see, it's really all about him, right? The yes. one who created it. Yes, most certainly. You know, uh, Sister Sharon, because that's the simple matter, isn't it? And principle about this law. Yeah. Christ has to be the center of everything yes. in order for us to enjoy life. And this is not what mm-hmm. is understood by many, you see. And um, really that when we allow Christ to be the center of our thoughts, and of everything that we do, and allow him to direct us in all our ways, then life is far more enjoyable, you see? Yes. So, And the Lord is looking for his witnesses on this earth to prove the fact, you see? Yeah. So, I mean, I know that from my experience thus far in life, and so does yourself and your husband and all those who have an experience in the Lord, you see? So listeners, it's... You know, it's for you to taste and see for yourself that the Lord is good and to Mm -hmm. allow him to be in all your thoughts and in all your activities and and to ask him, if you're not sure, what things would you like me to do, Lord, in order for me to find happiness and to please you, you see? And that's why Sister Sharon is sharing these principles because that's why the Bible's given to us. 
it's it's our guidebook for happiness. You see, Man. and the last thing that I say is look not at those Christians who have mournful faces and are always in 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 a, mm-hmm. in a mood because that isn't true Christianity. It's not. No, it's not. It's not. You, you're, it's in the Lord, and it's in Him that you'll find joy. Because as Sister Sharon said, the Lord is seeking to draw us to himself, the source of all happiness mm-hmm. and pleasure. So I just thought to, just to um, add these words as well, as we now move on to how has sin now affected our recreation? Well, you know, uh, I'm going to share some, uh, some uh, averages, you know, just some things for us to look at. How did Americans spend their days in 2022? Yes. The most popular leisure activity was watching television, which the average person spent nearly three hours a day doing. And then I looked up, well, how much time does the average person spend in praying? Yes. 18 minutes. Only 18 minutes. The, the global recreation market uh, size grew from... Uh, $1,443.83 billion in 2022 to $1,900.67 billion in 2023 as a compound annual growth rate. This is the recreation market. Yes, I see. Is there an economic uh, agenda for recreation? Well, <laughs> Outdoor recreation, including hunting, fishing, hiking, wildlife watching, boating, is big business, they say. It brings day and overnight visitors to an area and communities reap the economic benefits when visitors buy meals and snacks, stay overnight in hotels, buy specialized equipment, lease land and pay for travel costs. So it is a big economic uh, agenda wow. to it because uh, they get us all hyped up, you know. Uh, when they show these things on television, they've yes. got the music going with it and excite. everything's excited, excitement, you know. And um, everything you see the is just so much excitement that, that uh, people are drawn to yes, it. Right. So these are some of the things that I see where sin has affected our recreation. And it has drawn us away from the true purpose. As I brought out in the first section, we see that we are caught up in the now, the yeah. present. Or looking forward to the weekend of the same, yes. you know, the, the, the races, uh, the games, the uh, foods, and all the things that are stimulating to us. And we look forward to that, or we're, we look forward to coming home and sitting down in front of the television set. And like we said, maybe three hours of that. Yes. So. We we definitely um, see that it has affected us. It has affected us. And so God is always calling us back. And the reason why he's calling us back is because 
of his original plan yes. in restoration, why he sent his son. I mean, his son came on a very, very expensive mission to just simply let it all go. No, he wants to restore us. Yes. He wants to bring us back. He wants to be with us. And you know, according to the book of Revelation, and uh, even in the last part of Isaiah, we see that God wants to be with us. He yes. wants to restore us and bring us back. And he, it is his plan to dwell with us. He's even going to bring his city down, yes. you know, to this made new. And we will be able to then understand really what recreation was all about. Yes. You know, I'd like to also share, um, this is from Ezekiel chapter 16 and verse 49, because um, this is one aspect of sin and recreation that's always stuck in my mind. And this mm -hmm. is talking about Sodom. It said, mm -hmm. Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. It says, Pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her yeah. and in her daughters. And here's the point that always strikes me, Sister Sharon. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. And so mm -hmm. we, we see that what sin does, it causes people yeah. to forget the poor and needy and to become lazy yeah. and proud of one's own achievements and to amuse oneself with these thoughts. You see, so as you said, oh. the, all this excitement is all based upon getting the person to focus upon themselves and to spend money upon themselves yeah. and to forget that yeah. the reason that we're here is not for self but to serve and to help others, you yeah. see. So I just thought to share that as well, listeners, because this is the thing that, you know, God wants to recreate us in his image and it's the glory of God to give, you see. Yeah. But but these uh, these amusements and 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 the worldly sports they all are focusing you to focus upon yourself you see yes. and to spend money upon yourself well really that money is, is you know that you're spending it's going into the hands of 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 all the large corporations and and all the main businesses you see and mm -hmm. and and they don't take care of the poor you know they they're not using of their excess to help um, the man a woman on the street who's who's struggling, you see. So you see, but as Sister Sharon has been sharing, when we allow the Lord to guide us, He will take all these things into consideration. And a lot of time that's wasted, even just watching television. Many people can go out and visit someone and help them. You see, absolutely. And that, in and I'm going to bring it out in one of these too. Okay, well, I shall say no more, Sister. Um, well, no, Sharon. it's okay. Yes. Well. No, it's okay because it's in agreement. Yes. And that's the important thing. No, yes. I, I'm sitting here going, thank the Lord. You know, I'm glad that it's being brought out. Yes, you know, because this is really um, what life is about. Receiving the blessings that God has given to us and sharing it with others. You know, these are the things yeah. that will recreate us in his image by his spirit and by his grace. So anyway, and they are blessings. Yes, most certainly. So yeah. So, um, have you got anything more to say on um, on point three, or shall we move on to the reform? Let's needed? move on. Let's okay. Move on. So now then, so what reform is needed with recreation, Sister Sharon? 
Well, it is a getting back to the true purpose. Yes. And um, that is to never leave out the recreation part. You know, we, you know, it's not recreation, recreation, recreation. It's recreation. Yes. And, you know, we have to learn from the things that, you know, in this age, life has become artificial, yes. very artificial. Oh, my. I think of the things that I used to watch on TV growing up yes. and even the cartoons. And I thought that they were just so innocent, but there was still killing. There was still yes. <laughs> terrible things that were happening, things that made children feel that they were invincible, yes. that they could bounce back just like those characters did. You know, so that was a false recreation that we grew up with. And then as time went on, you know, we saw that it was. Um, you know, it, it has gotten worse and worse yes. and worse and worse. And to the place that I decided I didn't want a television in my home. And I, mm -hmm. and I haven't had one for years because, uh, and now when you go to someone's house to visit them and something is on, you just about gasp and put your hand over your mouth because you can't believe. But what happens is we become desensitized. Yes. To the point that we don't hear the profanity, we don't hear, um, we don't see the vulgarity, we just don't see it anymore because we have become desensitized. So what reform is needed? Whew, we've got to go back to the blueprint. Yes. We've got to go back to the word of God and see what is pure. You know, the Bible tells us whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are, um, I'm sorry, pure and of a, and of a good report. If there's virtue, if there's praise, we're to think on those things. Yes. So that is like the most important is to redirect our own thinking. And God is the one who helps us do that because he's the restorer of paths to dwell in. Yes. He is the restorer of paths to dwell in. So we have to refocus the mind uh, right now, put into practice these things that we're learning. Yes. Yes. To get away from the artificial. Yes. To get away from the art artificial. Uh, we've degenerated. Man has degenerated from the purpose God had for him. While we may not um, return fully to the simple habits of those things, those early times, we can still learn from them lessons that will make our, our seasons of recreation what the name implies, seasons yes. of uprooting for body, mind, and soul. So we need to learn lessons. You know, we can learn them in nature. Oh, yes. By observing things, you know. And the Bible says, consider the ant, thou, thou sluggard, you know, <laughs> tells us, look at how the ant works. You know, look at how the ant takes care of things. You don't see the ant sitting back with its legs folded and, nope. you know, just simply being entertained by a bumblebee or by <laughs> something else. It's diligent. Yes. You know, it's very diligent. And um, I'm sure it has its time of rest. It's not a machine. You know, but we could learn from from the things of nature yes. and also 
um, to, to return to those simple habits. We can't do it fully, but we still can habituate ourselves to take that time in contemplation of God and his created works. Oh, we yes. can do that. You know, so that is something that's that's really, really needed. Learn these things from nature, learn these things from one another, and to also um, just get be drawn to a more simpler, less complex way of yes. life. You know, I I know that even for yourself, you have a lot of work to do, and I have a lot of work to do. But sometimes I just I just make myself walk outside. Yes. And I just take, take myself a little walk. I'll go in the garden. I'll look at um I'll watch the birds. I'll yes. um spend time talking to God about the things that I'm seeing, thanking him. That's Amen. another thing. You know, giving giving praise to God is restoring as well. Because yes. it's focusing off of us. And, and you know, you were, it's funny because you were talking about the focus on us. And uh, in, when you talk about practically carrying it out, that's when I, I that was the first thing <laughs> I wrote down yes. is not focusing on us. Focus on someone else, on yes. something else. But I'm going to say what it is not. You know, sometimes we... You know, me and mine is, it's not just me, but mine, yes, my mine. child. So all my focus can be on my child, which is not the best either. No. Or all my focus could be on my pet. All my focus, you know, can be on, on, uh, you know, the, the building of my house to yes. the, the fine furniture, the the clothing that I wear, you know, the focus can be all mixed up in that yes. way, you know, that all of it is me and mine, my car, you know, my, uh, my status, uh, how people see me, how they, you know, and instead of how do they see Jesus in me? Is Amen. Jesus shining out of me? Is he shining out of me? That's the most important thing. Yes. It's not about me and mine. You know, yes, I know some people that they say, well, you know, um, these are wealthy people. And they'll say, well, you know, I did this good thing for so-and-so, a relative of theirs, you know. But for others, they Same. can't reach out to them to do nice things for the stranger. Yes. You know, the, the other people, you know, that are out there, the hungry, the people that we can give uh teach our children you know to save their little nickels and dimes and yeah. buy a pair of gloves to give them in the winter time you know to some person that is homeless you know or i used to take my son out our recreation <laughs> was to go and feed the homeless and he would hold the plates and the silverware Amen. you know and uh, he would um you know i would get him to do little things that he could do in his his young life, you know, that he could participate in and uh, always trying to do something nice for someone. Yeah. My son is always, as a man today, always doing nice things for people. Oh, man. And uh, 
unfortunately, once in a while, they can get taken advantage of. (laughs) But, you know, because because people will try to take advantage of our kindness. You know, they sometimes they can see Jesus in our face. You know what I'm saying? And they can say, oh, this person, I can get something over on them, so to speak. But God has promised wisdom in all things, hasn't he? Yes. He'll give us that. So we have to really think as far as our our reforms go is start seeing the important things of life, asking God for that wisdom to see it, you know, so that it's not, as you said, all about us. It's 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 true purpose will be manifest, you know, a recreation. But it's not for me alone. It's for all mankind. Yes, It is for the world needs the same as I do, you know, same as you do. Everyone needs this. And so we must refocus. That is the greatest reform is to refocus and start seeing life as it truly is in God's eyes. You know, so and asking him for that. Lord, help me to see. Give me your eyes. I need to see the needs. I need to see what true recreation is, what will bring me back uh, to where I need to be, where Adam was in Eden before the fall. Yes, most certainly, you know. And um, as you were speaking, my mind just came to the recent break that I had. And Mm -hmm. um, that was to the Caribbean, to Grenada. And you know, Mm -hmm. Sister Sharon, I didn't need no television or any other artificial entertainment. Um, uh-huh. I, I could just look out the window. There was a beautiful um, ocean in front of me, and I was just looking mm. at the different shades of the sky from morning to noon, you know, from the red mm. to blue. And all I was thinking about of the beauty of the Lord. I said, isn't this mm. marvelous? And to me, that that was that's what made holiday, just f- focusing upon the beauty of nature and realizing that beauty mm-hmm. is what Christ wants to be in me, you see. And I was sharing mm-hmm. pictures of the wildlife, and, you know, it was just a, that was the best break that I've ever had. Why? Because, oh, that's so wonderful. You know, because I was just focusing on it. was just so much to see and to, you know, all these different creatures and insects and birds, and, and it was yeah. all drawing me to the Lord. And um, so... You know, I'm just sharing that. And, you know, those listening who received the pictures and the videos, they know. And the last point mm. I'll say on that is that I was determined not to be selfish on that trip. You know, just to mm. enjoy, sit down, everything for myself. I said, let me share the <laughs> blessings that God has given to me. You see? Amen. And, and that was what brought me the greatest happiness, knowing that it was making the others happy, you know, who may never yeah. even have traveled before. So, so, so to me, that was recreation. That trip, that was, you know, it it really um, helped me to um, to 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 um, recharge in the Lord, you know. Yes. So I just thought to share that. Um, but time is moving. Well, you on. know, brother. Yes. It's kind okay, of, brother John. Yes. I just got back uh, from my little mini vacation yes. uh, for Thanksgiving here, and I went to stay with. Um, a lady and her father. Yes. And, you know, he just draws within himself because there's no one to talk to. He is 91. He he has a constant headache. 
from arthritis in his neck. And he's just kind of withdraws to himself. The television is on 24-7 practically. But you know what? It's nice when you can turn it off and talk with people. And, you know, he just picks up. And she says, wow, he just picks up every time they... You know, he sees you guys and it's beautiful. And then for herself, when we left, they, they, um, he's like, why do you have to go? (laughs) And she's like, and she's like crying, you know, and saying now you, you guys can come back for Christmas and you guys can, you know, it's open anytime you want to come, you know, and that's the way we want to leave. Yes. We want to make a difference in the lives of people. We want yes. them to see Jesus in action, the extra yes. help, the, the friendship, yes. the kindness, oh, yes. you know, and yes. this is what we want. You know, it's not like you said, and we said, uh, it's not about us. You know, no. it's about how we Christ to others. And in this, he's recreating us into his image, yes. into his image. Yes. Well, we've not naturally moved on into um the last question as we normally seem to do and that how can we practically carry this out you know the reform so um yeah so i'll let you carry on sister sharon well as i said before the first thing i wrote was don't focus on you (laughs) we make time for god's purpose in creation you know we don't want to bog ourselves down with work to the point that we leave out the most important part and that's to spend time with God Yes, in the many ways that he has ordained. I mean, he has exact, he has so many ways that we can spend time with him as we interact with others. We can spend time with God, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to share a few examples because you, you started spurting some of these things out because I know that God will agree with himself. You know what I'm saying? And so that was important. Sharing with those who are confined and can't get outdoors. You know, we can share with them. We can visit them. We can bring them little things to encourage them. But, you know, I thought in the fall, you can just take a little while you walk. You can pick a few pick a pick up a few fall leaves yeah. and make a little bouquet in your hand and bring it to them or you can even take those same ones and laminate them yes. and and take it to them maybe it'll last a little longer you know uh some some rocks you find you know you can take just a handful of pretty rocks yes. uh, you'd be surprised what that does to someone who is confined you know, within their, their home, yeah, um, right. we can be sick people, you know, in all of this, we are recreate being recreated into Christ image because he dealt with the sick ones. There was no, he, in some villages, there was not one sick person left when he would leave. Mm-hmm. You know, that's beautiful to me. Yeah. I love to think about that. You know, we can make a little meal for someone that doesn't have a meal or to someone who has little, you know, we can think about instead of the holidays focusing on us doing something for someone else. Um, We can visit lonely people. They're not all sick and they're not all old, but sometimes they've lost a loved one 
and sometimes they have just been uh, hurt really deeply and they may stop worshiping with God and with his people, you know, because they're so hurt. We can go and visit these sort of people. Now, the other thing, and I think you you alluded to this too, was just to smile at people because we shouldn't look all dead and down and angry and, you know, just showing something that's in us. We need something outside of us brought into us and let Jesus. There are times, Brother John, when I felt so bad, I didn't want to walk into a building because of people that had hurt me on the inside. But I worked there, so I had to get up and go there. And I tell you, I would say, Father, put a smile on my face because I don't feel like smiling. So would you please smile through me? And I let him. I let him. And so therefore, I didn't walk around like I was beaten down. And if I felt it coming on me, I'd excuse myself, go to the restroom and pray and come back. To the battle, because <laughs> yes. it's a battle, yes. you know, and the battle is really not between us and that individual. It's between Christ and Satan. Yes. And who's going to win? And Jesus must win. Amen. So another thing is, you know, to yeah, spend time thinking about people, smiling, uplifting them, bringing some little gift or faking some little thing or whatever it is, and then spending time in nature, like I said, you know, before, you know, looking like you did at the water, at the changing um, reflections in the sky. I painted a picture once, and it's called The Gathering of the Waters, but it's a it's a seascape, yes. and it shows the water in the ocean. It shows the water on the, that has washed up, you know, the yes. little pools. And then you look at it and you look at the sky and there's a reflection of part of the, the um, rocks yes. and part of the, the hill and part of the sky and the clouds all in that pool oh, and then the wave. And, and it is just so amazing. You know, yes. when I look back at it, I go, Lord, you did that. Oh, yes. You did that. I know I didn't do that. And so you see this, this beauty. There's so many things that we can we can draw from nature so many things we've got to spend time in it and then there are some people who just they absolutely hate being outside they fear bugs they fear um you know just just things out there they're they're fearful but we can ask god to help us with those areas of our lives you know um it would be a horrible thing if if uh they were locked up and somebody threw a bug on them. You know oh, what yes, I'm saying? Yes, for sure. They would tell it all, wouldn't they? Yep. <laughs> they would tell it all. Uh-huh. You know, so we've got to overcome some things and, and God will help us with those things too. Um, yes. Like, you know, I mentioned elderly people. We can adopt an elderly person. Yes. We can just adopt and say, I'm going to always do nice things for this person. You can rake their leaves, you can shovel their snow, you can you can just sit with them and let them tell you all the old things and get some wisdom from them as well. Yes. You know, I know my mother-in-law shows me things. She does little things and I go, huh, that makes sense. I'm going to try that, you know? Yes. And uh, 
Another thing is we can adopt even children, you know, like a grandchild, just somebody that we could do nice things for, you know, sometimes relieve a mother for an hour or two while they go to the store to do some shopping, you know, safe places, though. We want to make sure they're safe places. Most certainly. And then... um, and we don't want to leave our children with just anybody. Yeah. You know, we need to know people, get to know people. I like to get to know my neighbors. Yes. Um, God created all things, you know, so all this creation everywhere we look, whether it's people or whether it's animals or whether it's things, you know, um, we're not to mistreat animals. No. You know, we're not to make gods out of them and they are not people. But we we should respect them and treat them right, yes. you know. And then um, we can make worship so special that we look forward to it, you know, with that time with our creator. Make make worship so special. I sometimes I get on my knees and I say, Lord, I want to sing this song yes. to you. And I'll sing a song to him, you know. And um, I tell him how happy he makes me feel about the things that my eyes see outside my window you know, and how happy I am to hear the birds singing and uh, how happy I am to, to just be able to spend some time with him when I read, Oh Lord, look what you said. Yes. Lord, you said that to me. I have such hope in you, you know, and, He'll never leave me or forsake me. You know, I think of these things. These are recreative things. These things make us new and make us. um, But do we want to keep this to ourselves? No, absolutely not. We want to share this good news with others. Make them happy as well. You know, so that's what I had to say about, about that. Yes. Well, we'll have a break for some music and we'll come back with some closing thoughts. Remember, you're not 
Sister Sharon, can we have some closing thoughts, please? Absolutely. Um, Revelation 21.5 says, And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Brother John, Jesus is coming soon. I would like to admonish our listeners to allow God to operate in you. You're his creation. And with David in Psalms 51, 10 to 12 say, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Thank you very much. Amen. Well, Sister Sharon, shall we have a word of prayer now to close this evening? Yes. Our Father in heaven, we know that you have been with us tonight. And Lord, where the human agent is unable to express itself as we would like to, We are trusting that your Holy Spirit did a work of interpreting. And we just want to thank you that you've been with us this month. And I thank you, Lord, that you chose me to share. And I'm overwhelmed. But I do thank you because you helped me. And I just ask a special blessing upon Brother John upon this ministry, this work, and I ask a special blessing upon every listener and those who will be passed this information. I just ask, Lord, that you'll keep us all, including myself. Keep us from falling. Present us faultless before the presence of your glory with exceeding joy. You're the only wise God, our Savior. Be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. In Jesus' name, we humbly ask. Amen. Amen. Sister Sharon, thank you so much for joining us on Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. Listeners, if you have any questions or if you'd like more information, 
please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org. You can send a text message to 079-44-062-786. You can also listen to and download our radio show podcasts at https colon forward slash forward slash voice dash in that's i n dash t h e dash wilderness dot podcast page dot io forward slash if you would like to support voice in the wilderness internet radio financially then please send your donation through our website at vitwradio.org click on the page called about us you can donate to us there well listeners that's it for tonight good night and god bless Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week. It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible. That is not what we stand for here. Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the internet. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.